There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. Welcome to Jewel Says. I am speaking with you from England. I'm here to see Catherine and the loves. I arrived last week. My sweet little grandson, Fred, is sleeping in the next room. Catherine and Bobby Kay have just dashed out to get some stuff prepped for their quick trip to L.A. Tonight, I get to see Violet in a dance show. It's just a great week. So, Elon Musk has bought Twitter. This has been a very polarizing action. He is... A polarizing figure. He is both loved and hated. I will give him one thing, though. He is a brilliant engineer, and he did build companies, not just Tesla. He has built companies based on incredible innovation. Are his companies diverse, fair? Do they treat staff well? I have no idea. Who knows what to believe? But one thing I can say is that Twitter wasn't exactly being run well before Elon bought it, so we'll see what happens. It just seems strange to me that they can flag certain types of misinformation, yet they can't seem to manage death and rape threats and threats of violence toward people who say anything that the trolls don't agree with. I listened to an interview recently from Kara Swisher who is a tech journalist, and one of the things she pointed out is that the people who originally programmed and invented these apps and social media platforms were not thinking about safety because for the most part, let's be honest, they were many times young white men, and they don't don't understand what it's like to walk through the world on a day-to-day basis feeling unsafe. Just as I don't know what it's like to walk through the world as a black man, I don't get pulled over for no reason. I know that if I do get pulled over, I have absolutely no reason to believe that my safety is in jeopardy. However, I've I've been reading about, about a Samsung ad where a woman puts in 
earphones and goes for a run in the middle of the night. And I'm like, huh, yeah, as if we would feel safe doing that. But these platforms really have not been designed with safety in mind. So it's hard to re-engineer the safety into these things after the fact, just like in security. Anytime I've worked on a project and I'm the SAP application layer security person, it's like, oh, we don't have time. We don't have time. We'll do that later. And I can tell you the projects where they do not integrate the security standards end up with a lot of holes that they never end up finding time to get plugged. And I think that's the same with safety in social media. There isn't the will to plug those issues after. And this is why it is important to have different people's perspectives at the table when things are being designed and decisions are being made. And I think all of those perspectives are very important at the design stage. Oh, Fred's waking up. I'm going to go get my little baby. Okay, I'm back. You know, Catherine used to live in a neighborhood called Crouch End. And I really liked that location, partly because there's so much that's so easy to get to on foot. But also, I could take the tube from Heathrow Airport and then a short bus ride to get to her house. And it was great. I don't think it took a lot longer than a drive, but you know, contrary to how a lot of my friends feel, I feel a bit uncomfortable getting into a car with a strange man. I don't know why. I've never been actually assaulted or attacked by any of these men, but it's just something that gives me the creeps. Now, I know that most taxi drivers are lovely people. But I've had a few experiences that are just a little bit disconcerting. As a matter of fact, now that Catherine lives in Hertfordshire, I take a taxi from Heathrow because it is kind of a pain to get here via transit. So I cleared customs pretty quickly and I got a taxi. Presumably the taxis you get from the airport have been vetted. You know you're not getting someone dodgy, I would expect. So I got in a taxi and... The driver was an older man. I would say he might have even been my age about, which is 60s. And I gave him the postcode, got in the car, and he asked me, the first thing he asked me was, should I take the M25? And I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure last time I came here, that's what the driver did. Oh, and the first thing I did was I asked him if it was too far because The last time I was here, last October, I got in a taxi and the taxi driver said, oh, well, I'll take you there, but a lot of drivers don't like to go that far. Okay. I mean, I'm going to pay you. I, I know. I guess that takes them out of the way of getting other fares. But anyway, so I got in this taxi. He said, oh, no, that's no problem. So off we went. And the first thing I noticed about him was as we were driving along the highway, he kept kind of jerking the car. And I thought, Jesus Christ, is this guy falling asleep and waking up? And maybe early in the morning, I got in at about, I think I picked up the taxi at around 7.30 or 8. Maybe he's at the end of a night shift. I don't know. I thought that was a bit odd. Then he pulled off into Watford and started driving through Watford, like in town. And I thought, oh, well, maybe he knows a quick route. Then he says to me, 
do you have a sat nav on your phone? Because I keep losing the signal. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. All right. I'll use up the extra data I paid for. So I turned on Google Maps with the directions. And he couldn't really hear. And I was calling out the directions from the back seat. And one of them was to take a roundabout, the second right on the roundabout. He turned left, and I felt uh, it felt like he was going over a curb. But he wasn't going over a curb. He slammed into another car gently. It was just a fender bender. So then we pulled over, and he's swearing under his breath, got out of the car and had to talk to the guy and exchange information Meanwhile, I get a text from Catherine. How far are you? Fred is at the window. And by this time, I should have been there, I think, or at least very close. So I checked Google Maps. No, no. I said to her, I'm about a half hour away. And she's, what? What's going on? I said, well, the guy just hit somebody. And I think he was lost to begin with. Going through Watford was not a shortcut to Catherine's place. So... I thought, what do I do? Should I just get out and call an Uber? And I know taxi drivers are like, whoa, you shouldn't be using Uber. It's not safe. Really? I don't feel particularly safe in a taxi. So the time is increasing. And of course, the taxi charges are going up and up and up as I'm sitting there waiting. Finally, we were on our way. I said to the guy, do you need my phone? Because it's possible, also Google Maps for me, speaks in a North American accent. So maybe that's partly what was making it difficult. No, no, I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. But as we were going, I still called out the instructions because I could see that he couldn't hear it. And he was probably still losing his... It it, it appeared that he still kept losing his signal to his own sat-nav. So eventually we got there. One time we did have to go around a roundabout twice because he missed the turnoff. But we got there and he said, don't worry, I'll charge you less, which he did. He didn't charge me. It was on the meter. And I was really frustrated and annoyed that it took me double the time to get there. The cost ended up being close to the last time I came here in October. So fine. And in spite of all this, I thought, oh, this poor guy. Should I report him? No, he's already got a problem because of the fender bender. And I tipped him 20 pounds because I thought this poor guy has just had a terrible experience himself. He's in his 60s, or he looks really rough if he's younger. And here he is working, driving a taxi. I'm sure taxi drivers run into a lot of dodgy people, and it's not an easy job. So I just paid what he wanted me to pay him and tipped him 20 pounds. And I said to him, I hope the rest of your day goes better. But anyway, that does seem to be par for the course for me because I've had a few experiences in taxis, nothing dire, but enough that I feel uncomfortable getting into a taxi cab. Back in Sarnia a couple times, I've been in a taxi that consistently ran red lights while the driver just kept looking in the back seat talking. Okay, but at least at least the traffic in Sarnia isn't heavy, so you're kind of safe, I guess. Years ago, when Catherine was maybe a year and a half, I had a business trip in Washington, D.C. It was a course. My mom came with me for company. It was kind of a little five-day holiday for her. So we checked into the hotel. 
she bought us matching pajamas. And then the next morning, I walked out to get a taxi at the hotel lobby to go to the course I was supposed to go to. I get in the taxi, I give him the address. And you got to remember, this was early 80s. I didn't have a cell phone. I had no connection to the outside world. When you're in the taxi, you're alone with that guy. And he said to me, what? That's not far. You can walk. And I said to him, okay, well, how about you take me there today and I will walk the rest of the time I'm here. I don't want to cause a problem. So he drove to the end of a street. I paid him five bucks or something. I don't, I forget what it was and gave him extra that was on the meter. It wasn't very far. He wasn't wrong, but I didn't know that. And in those days, we had paper maps. So he let me out at a at an intersection and he said, it's that way. And he pointed me the wrong way. But of course, I didn't realize that right away. I start walking the direction he told me in my high heels and skirt. And I keep looking for numbers on the buildings. But you know, in a lot of commercial or business areas, you very seldom see numbers on the building. You have to walk blocks to see enough numbers to know whether you're going up or down. Eventually, I realized that it had to be the other way. So I turned around and walked to the other way. Thankfully, I had left myself enough time. And I was in this course and I, I told some of the ladies in the course about what had happened. And some of them lived fairly close by. And the one lady said, girl, you should not be walking in this neighborhood. I'm like, oh, God, well, what am I supposed to do? The taxi driver doesn't want to take me because it isn't far enough. And I thought, I'm walking. I'm just walking because it wasn't very far and I am comfortable walking. So at the end of the day, I walked and I could see why those ladies said that because I had to pass by a lot of homeless people who were begging. And I was a young, vulnerable woman. I was in my early 20s. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they have other intentions other than trying to get money. And it was a bit disconcerting to say the least, but needless to say, the rest of the week, I walked. Meanwhile, while I was at my course, my mother Dorothy decided she'd like to do something or go shopping because she had the days to herself. So she got in a taxi and she happened to have a female taxi driver, which I think is still rare. It was certainly rare in the early 80s. And she said, the taxi driver said, do you mind if I pick my brother up? She's like, uh, okay, no problem. So this driver picked her brother up, drove all around, took Dorothy to wherever she wanted to go. But of course, until she gets there, she's not sure whether she's going to get there. And again, we didn't have cell phones or anything. There was no way for her to call 911 from the car. If they decided to drive her out to the country and kill her or rape her, there was nothing she could have done about it. So that is another reason I feel uncomfortable with taxis. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And then you have the taxis. And this is becoming more rare, but there used to be a lot of taxis that a lot of drivers who would not take credit cards. One particular time, it was a problem for me. I, I still lived in Sarnia. I had a business trip to Toronto. I was staying at what was called at the time the Sky Dome Hotel. And I took the train because it was the year of my divorce. And I was too ill when I went through that year to drive that distance. The train that picks you up in Sarnia to go toward Toronto. I don't know if this is the case still, but it used to come from Chicago. And very often it would be delayed by hours due to freight trains ahead of it. And I rushed to the train station. There's no bank machine at the train station. I had intended to get cash before I left, but I had to work late. I was in a rush. I didn't get a chance to go to the bank. And I wasn't really concerned because I knew there were lots of ATMs at Union Station. So I get to the train station and they keep saying, oh, the train's going to be 15 minutes late. It's going to be another 20 minutes, another 20 minutes. I think it ended up something like three hours late. And then they finally put us on a bus because the train just wasn't coming. If I had known that it was going to be three hours late, I would have been able to get in my car go to the bank, get some cash, because I know darn well some taxi drivers won't take a credit card. And I was still living in Sarnia. I didn't know Toronto very well, including I didn't know downtown Toronto very well. And it was winter. It was cold. So I got to Union Station, I think at about two in the morning. There was snow on the ground. And I went out to the taxis and stupid me. I think someone told me after they legally have to take a card if that's all you have. But Union Station was closed up, so I couldn't even go to a bank machine in there. So I went outside. They have taxis waiting there at Union Station. And I check the first one. Hi, do you take a credit card? No. Next one. Do you take a credit card? No. Next one. And so on. And finally, I thought, oh, fuck's sake. I'm just going to walk. I think I know where the hotel is. It wasn't far. So it wasn't a problem. The Sky Dome is very close to Union Station. But here am I in my, well, at this time, I would have been 39, maybe even 40. But here I am in Toronto. I don't know it that well. I really, I knew where it was from Union Station, but I didn't have a concept going into that situation, how far or how close it was. So off I go with my suitcase and everything in the snow the thing that made me feel safer about it, though, was that there was a lot of foot traffic because it's downtown Toronto. So I felt quite safe once I got going. But at first, it was a bit scary to me. And it's like, 
you bastards. It's the middle of the night. I'm exhausted. I was only taking the train, which ended up being a bus, because I'm not well. And now I have to walk to my hotel in the middle of the night, in the snow, thanks for nothing, you pricks. So I'm automatically, again, these little situations, I was safe, everything was fine. But, you know, I kind of get my back up when it comes to getting in a car with a strange man. These are just some various stories. I'm sure there are lots more. One night when I was living in Toronto, it was a hot summer night, and I heard the voice of a girl from my third floor bedroom window talking. I could hear her loudly enough saying, I don't know. I don't know where I am. I don't know where to go. And I thought, oh, shit. So I got up, put on some shoes and a house coat, and went down and out onto the street. And here's a young gal. She might have been between 19 and 21, max. Adorable. Little hot pants. High platform shoes. So cute. And she had been in a taxi. She had an address of where she was supposed to go, but she didn't know where she was. And I think, again, it was recent enough that she had the technology of a cell phone, but early enough that we didn't all necessarily have high-quality map availability on a cell phone. So I asked her the address, and I knew where it was. It was actually up the street from me. And I said, the taxi just dropped you off here? She's like, yeah, and my phone is about to die. And I said, he didn't take you to the address. No, he told me it wasn't far, and he it was a one-way street, and he just dropped her off on the corner of Bloor Street and a side street. And I'm like, oh, my God, you asshole. How would you like it if someone did that to your sister, your mother, your daughter, or your wife? You should not have to have women in your life who you love to understand that you should treat other women who you're not related to with respect. So I walked her to where she was going and then went home and went back to bed. But again, you fucking fucking prick. One time I was in a taxi. I forget why again. I was in a taxi. I, sometimes I will take a taxi if I'm in a hurry. But honestly, in Toronto, my preferred mode of transportation is walking or transit. So I was in this taxi, and he was a bit chatty, and I don't know how it came up, but Abe and I, over the course of our relationship, have had periods of time where either one of us or both of us worked out of town. And I think I mentioned that, oh, yeah, well, my husband's working in some city. And he's like, are you kidding me? Oh, I think that's risky. I can tell you, as a man, if you're away from your man, he's going to fuck around. He's going to fuck around. Like, oh, shit. Okay, thanks, dude. Just take me where I'm going. When Carrie got married, I arranged with one of the taxi companies to give out vouchers for people to get home safely. We had organized coach bus transportation from the hotel to the wedding and then from the ceremony to the venue. And... I thought the safest thing to do and the most expedient thing to do was to just arrange for taxi vouchers. So, of course, I get a copy of all the vouchers after. And Carrie told me, too, that she and Alan got into the cab to go back to the hotel, which we know is maybe a $15 taxi ride from the venue. And the guy 
headed out, went onto the highway. Of course, Carrie isn't going to take that. She yelled at him, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I don't trust that they're going to take the best route. This is the kind of shit they pull if they assume you don't know where you're going. When I got into the taxi at Heathrow last week, the taxi driver says, do you want me to take the M25? I'm like, are you fucking like you you've just picked a woman up at an international airport who clearly does not have an English accent. What makes you think that I'm going to tell you the route? I mean, if I offer it, fine. But why would you even ask me? Your default position should be, you're the driver. You should know the route. Anyway, so I was paying for these vouchers for people to get home safely. Fine. One of Carrie's friends said, I'm just going to use that voucher to get to the airport the day after because I'm flying to Florida to get some liposuction. I'm like, what? I'm paying for those rides so people can get home safely. She lived so close to the venue, so close. It was probably closer than the hotel. Could have been a $10 cab ride. But sure enough, her chit came in at $65. And I'm thinking, bitch, if you can afford to fly to Florida for liposuction, you can afford to get your ass to the airport. It's not as though any one of those trips would have killed me, but it's the principle of the thing. It's like... When someone accepts an invitation for dinner and says to you, free food, yay, it's like, oh, yeah, free food is the reason you're coming? Thanks. And I know that in Toronto and probably other cities, there have been all kinds of arguments about taxis versus Ubers. And in Toronto, they're like, oh, the Ubers aren't safe. Really? At least you have an Uber trip tracked on an app, and presumably you can tell who's driving you. If you hail a taxi... Just make sure you take a photo of the driver number or the car number right away because you don't know what's going to happen. And with an Uber, you don't have to get your credit card out or carry cash. And every Uber I've been in, and I don't take many, as I said, I'm a transit gal, they've all been clean without exception. Which brings me to the other thing. Clean your fucking taxi cab. Yes, I know sometimes the general public is dirty. Yes, I know sometimes people have accidents in your car. I get it. But you know what? It seems as though every time I have called a taxi, because if I'm wearing high heels and a dress and there's snow on the ground and I'm going out somewhere where I'm dressed up, maybe I don't want to walk and take transit. I have called taxis for that reason as well. And then I take one look in the back And it's like, oh, my God, these seats are so filthy. I don't even want to sit in them. Clean your car and make sure your payment machine is working. I used to also, if I didn't have cash, because I very rarely carry cash, would ask the driver to stop at a bank machine so that I could go in and get cash because they're going to get all kissy on me if I try to use a credit card. I have been in, um, oh, I've been in more than one taxi where I say I'm paying with a card because I know they legally now have to accept a card. And the guy will sigh and roll his eyes and get the machine out of the console or the glove compartment and then plug it in and just look at me like I'm a piece of crap and say, I have to wait for it to power up. 
make sure your payment machine is working and try not to heave a huge sigh of disgust if someone doesn't have cash. This is part of your job. Do you go into a shop or a restaurant and expect to be treated like you're the horrible person if you're paying with a card? I know, I know. They want you to pay cash so they don't have to pay credit card fees, and maybe they don't want to pay tax. But it's the 21st century. Like it or not, that's the cost of doing business. Your job is to drive. That's it. That's the job. Make sure you have the tools you need to do your job. If I get into a taxi, I would like to be able to trust that you know the area, you know how to drive safely, your car is clean, and it's in good working condition. Oh yeah, and you know the traffic conditions, and you have a functional GPS. It's the job. And while you're at it, read the tone of the customer. I don't mind a little small talk. In fact, I feel a bit weird being alone with a human being in a car and not speaking at all, but please try not to convert the customer to your religion. I've had this happen to me on more than one occasion. And in most cases, no, in every case, at least in my experience, it's been evangelical Christians. There was one taxi driver that Abe and I got on more than one occasion. What are the odds of that? Open the door. I look in. I'm like, oh, shit. It's filthy. I don't want to sit there with my dress, but here we are. I go to get in, and he goes, oh, by the way, my machine is broken. I can only take cash. Fine. And then as we're driving to the destination, he goes on and on and on about his religion and how he was sick and he had cancer. And the car smelled. It was dirty. It smelled. He only took cash, and he talked way too much about his religion. And then all the taxi drivers throw a freaking fit because Uber is trying to take over? Really? Maybe if you offered acceptable customer service, Uber wouldn't have been a threat. I, for one, am looking forward to self-driving taxis. These little stories are the tip of the iceberg. I know of people who have been sexually assaulted by taxi drivers. Catherine has a story about a driver that was booked from the hotel in Dubai. You may have heard it on her podcast, but you know what? She's out right now. I might get her to tell you herself when she gets back. Nah, I'm not going to do that. She is busy. Busy. Listen to her podcast, telling everybody everything. It's a good story. And next week... I will be flying from England to Kelowna to see Joanne Ryan play Elle Woods in Legally Blonde the Musical. I can't wait. Thank you for listening. If you have anything you'd like to share, I'd love to hear some taxi stories. Email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. That's J-E-W-E-L-S says at gmail.com. And I hope you have as good a week as I'm having. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.